Hello, and before this episode, uh, I just want to say that we once again had a little bit of recording issues. We're looking into a new way to record uh, the show, uh, hopefully going forward. Um, starting next episode, we should have that hopefully going on, fingers crossed, but for this episode, we lost a little tiny bit of audio. It's not that much. There'll be a little stinger uh, in between the two parts where the audio disappeared so that uh, the conversation continues to make sense. Uh, but I hope you guys enjoy this chat with Kukov. That's a little bit different as we're talking, a, kind of going through one of the other stages of experimentation, refinement, and talking about the list that we are currently both playing for the league with Green Goblin. Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and see you on the other side. Hello, and welcome to Morlocks, a let's experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I am your host, Lexa White, and with me today is Vincent Kokov. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. And for those who don't know you, uh, how are, uh, what? Anyway, uh, for those who don't know you, uh, what is your place in our community? Um, so I'm a YouTuber and podcaster. Uh, my shows are Run the Length on YouTube, which is a accelerated battle report podcast. Essentially, it's a full game of MCP in about 15 minutes, right? And it's got, you know, I break down every single action that's taken as well as uh, talk about, like, my thoughts and why I'm making decisions that I'm making. And then I'm also on the show Alfredo Size 3 Taco Truck, a Marvel Crisis Protocol podcast uh, with uh, Nate Horn and Pat Van Balza. Mm-hmm. Yes, that last one is quite a mouthful. Absolutely. It's it's just like your boil is kicking or cooking, only a Marvel Crisis Protocol podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, right. I just I have started referring to you guys as Size 3 Taco Truck. Yeah, it's probably for the best. Yeah, probably. So who did you bring me today? All right, we're going to talk about uh, Green Goblin, the uh, leader of, quote-unquote, the worst faction in the game. Which I would disagree with personally, but I am also kind of gaining a reputation as one of the biggest defenders of the Spider-Foes in the community. Yeah, I'm right there, right behind you as your second-in-command when it comes to that. Yes, um... And we're doing something a little different this week. Um, Most of the times we're coming in with a character that we haven't gone on the table a lot recently and trying to build a list uh, to show them off. But both of us have been playing a lot of Green Goblin recently. Heck yeah, we have. Um, Both of us are playing him in the league. Yes, we both are. Um, I kind of completely flubbed my first round match. As did I. Woo! Uh, showed it off. <laughs> oh no, I I missed a rule that would have changed the game because I accidentally uh, I forgot that Krikor only lets you take one movement. So Angela first turn flipped the center point, and then walked away when she wasn't supposed to, and I didn't uh-huh. notice until like four hours later. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to call that one a wash and worry about next week. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I got uh, I got the core found early, 
Yeah. And uh, like uh, lost two uh, spiders in a very close game. Yeah. I. Anyway, well, I... let's let's talk about the actual list before we get too much into how how we're actually failing with it. Yeah. Um. But first, let's talk a little bit about Green Goblin as a character. Mm-hmm. Um. He's an interesting beast. Yeah, I think he's the maybe. I like to say he's the best designed character in Marvel Crisis Protocol. Uh, And I don't mean like he's the most powerful. I mean, he is the most mechanically interesting. He's the only character that completely transforms when he flips. Right. And I wish they used this mechanic in Marvel Crisis Protocol more. Like I get, I get why they don't. It's designing two entire characters for every one model you're putting Mm -hmm. out. Seems like, uh, like probably not that appealing to the developers, but man, uh, Green Goblin uh, is really coolly designed. He's like this kind of uh, chip damage uh, area denial piece on his front side, and on his back side, he can kill literally anyone. I I would consider Flipped Goblin the best assassin in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Front Goblin is a very good objective carrier. Absolutely, which makes which ideally makes them attack Goblin and flip him, and then he gets to kill the world. Yes, um, and the big kind of issue with him, and I think with a lot of the Spider First faction as a whole, is the four dice builder. Mm-hmm. Yep, which Their means builders are all pretty bad. Yeah, I I like Venom's builder. Yeah, I mean. So the problem, so Venom's Builder is one of the better five. It's like probably the best five die builder in the game. Yeah. You know, it's range three. You can't modify it. And as a result, it ignores cover and rerolls and all and that stuff. And it gives bleed. Can't modify means. Yeah, it gives bleed and the bleed's not attached to damage. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good, but it's still like, uh, for four points, you want better than a five die strike. Like generally, especially if it's an offensive piece. I... I think I'm a lot more gracious to four pointers than a lot of people in the community. Um, so that that doesn't rub me as as much the wrong way, especially because of that uh, no dice modification line. I think that that is at least a dice denial against most enemies, and so it's 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 effectively a six dice attack in the way that you are netting neg one from your opponent. And that functionally adds to your pressure, if that makes sense. Yeah, it only does that against characters that have those modifications, though. Which are some of the most popular characters in the game. Fair enough. But yes, uh, I think we're going to have a lot of side changes today. Expect that. But (laughs) um, it's uh, Green Goblin also has a beefy seven health on his front side, which I think is is. Very important. Um, yeah, absolutely. Because it means he will always have a fair bit of power when he flips. Mm-hmm. And then he's one of the very few size 3 leaders in the game. So with the spider Foes, you can play an all size 3 or bigger affiliation uh, squad. Yep. Which, with Valkyrie currently being the most popular character in the game, is of major effectiveness. Especially because Beast is kind of making waves, too. 
Yes, exactly. So that is a very interesting part of him as well. Um, is there anything else you want to shout out? Um, uh, no, I think we'll we'll get into it when we dig a little bit deeper into him. But Green Goblin's main issue is that he struggles to generate power. Right? Yeah. They just like he has so many cool things, so many powerful things to do with power once he has it. But the character is balanced around the fact that he is not good at getting it. Yeah. And how do we get him to get power? Right. I mean, so there's a lot of uh, good ways to do it in the game. Like, you can play Cabal. You can uh, sit him on a relevant objective like he does in Criminal Syndicate where he actually sees play. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's worth looking into A-Force. Uh, I think he's pretty good in A-Force. Uh, not as good as like Captain Marvel, but like along the same lines of like power level change when he's in that faction. Yes, I uh, there's another one in that uh, group that I cannot wait to get someone to let me talk about, mm-hmm. uh, which is Ebony Maw. Yeah, I think uh, Ebony Maw is actually seeing competitive play right now. Really, uh, it's corner case. Uh, so, I mean, we can we can take a t- side tangent here, but. Uh, He's seeing play in Black Order at 14 points. Huh. Because, so they play like him, Mind Gem, instead of Thanos, No Gem. That's uh, really and it, interesting. And it lets him be like kind of a discount Thanos. Uh, at 14 points, he's not as threatened and not as fragile. Um, I would love to his, face that team. Uh, it fixes their 14-point problem like yes. uh, really, really well. So he <laughs> sees some competitive play. Uh, but that's either here nor there. We're talking about Green Goblin. Let's get back on it. Uh, <laughs> right. And I think the ultimate, so what I'm kind of beating around the bush here is the ultimate, I think, companion for Green Goblin is Thanos. Yeah. Thanos fixes Goblin's two main problems, which are uh, that he can't get power and he doesn't hit that hard on his front side. Uh Death's Decree fixes both of those problems. And then also just makes his backside even more ridiculous. Absolutely. Like, uh, Goblin taking a nine die, like, opening with a nine die strike after he's flipped. Uh, it's a a lot of dice. Or or 11 dice spender. Yeah, or an 11 dice spender. If (laughs) you, if you're feeling, uh, uh, saucy that way. Mm -hmm. Or if you're capped on power which is not uncommon with Flip Goblin because he also gets innate extra power generation off of his unstable psyche. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So essentially what we've built here is, and I believe our lists differ a bit. Yeah, and and we can talk a little bit of semantics because I've come around to some of your stuff, but I have an issue with one very specific choice that we will get into. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm excited. Uh, so yeah, essentially we're using, uh, so the fact that Thanos fixes Green Goblin's problem means that he can also fix the problem of the other Spider-Foes, which is the low dice builders. Mm -hmm. The other thing that the Spider-Foes have are, they have really, really powerful triggers or effects on their attacks yeah. that giving them extra dice allows them to abuse. Like, Bag of Tricks is really strong because of Incinerate. Yes. 
And then we also have We Are Venom, which heals Venom for damage dealt, which extra dice will always help with that. And yeah, specifically, um, you can use it on a so many snacks attack, so it's a way to get it in on the opponent's turn. Yeah, because uh, Death Decree is a reactive power, so it can be used mm-hmm. like anytime its trigger happens. And then Dark Ox Strike gets the Double Wild, which can re- lead to some ridiculous spikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, people on the internet are losing their mind over best at what I do, and this is straight up better than best at what I do when you're rolling uh, six dice double wilds attack. Or, God forbid, eight dice double wild attack. Yeah, on the, on the flip side. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's essentially the plan of the list. So we're going to play uh, those three spider foes. Uh, we leave Kingpin out because spider foes has this weird problem where uh, all of their characters cost four points, except for <laughs> Doc Ock. Yes. So like, you don't need three of them. The situations where Venom would be bad, you can just play like Doc Ock or something. You just play mm-hmm. somebody else. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, that we just... So I've just left Kingpin behind. I believe you've just left Kingpin behind. Yes. Not to say that Kingpin isn't a very good character. He just isn't doing the thing that we're yeah, doing. Yeah, and I think he's a perfectly fine Spider-Foe in a normal Spider-Foe's list. But I don't think he gets the exponential increase in pr- uh, productivity from the extra dice that Thanos gives. And that's really what we're playing off of in this list. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, man, I'm really excited to find out where we differ. So, essentially, the list I'm playing is I'm playing the three spider foes and Taskmaster, because that will give me. Taskmaster is essentially just a spider foe. There's no effect of spider foes that cares about whether you're a rogue agent yeah. or not. So I'm playing those four. I'm playing Thanos and Rocket. Uh, Rocket is there just to slot in at 20 mm-hmm. points. He comes into play almost never at any other time. I just needed a two-pointer. He's the two-pointer that uses Thanos and Oscorp weaponry the best. So and I'm playing I, Rocket. And, and then I'm playing four yes. gems. And I think most importantly with Rocket, he can sit on a point. Absolutely, you can set on a point. Um, I think that the big thing with Nebula, uh, why we don't have Nebula in here is she can't just sit on a point, and sometimes we need a sit-on-a-point person. Mm -hmm. So the character I've been differing with, so I did not get, I've been working on some changes, I did not get them tested enough to feel comfortable with them for the League, so I actually have a three-gem list for the League right now, but I'm planning on making a change when roster change comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, to go four gems and Winter Soldier. So I tried Winter Soldier in the list. Uh, I don't think he's good. <laughs> I've had some success with him. Okay. I think he... The issue I have with Taskmaster, and this may just be rectified by more releases, and we just don't have a good fit for what we're looking for, is that he does not get the exponential change with Death Decree that everyone else does, so he kind of... He doesn't feel synergistic with the list, and this is... I'm, and this is a synergy list, if that makes sense. Um... Yeah, you're not 100% correct. So, like, he doesn't synergize in the way that, like, the other ones do that like is like a bombastic change because his strike isn't what 
uh, extradite abuse. Yeah. But uh, his uh, his spender is only two power. So like walk spender boosted can lead to just an absurd amount of dice that they can't alter, much like uh, venom spender. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't heal him, but also this character is a whole point cheaper. Yeah. Um. So I think, I think that's interesting. He's tanky and can just go like stand in the middle of whatever. And if they're attacking Taskmaster, you don't care. Yeah. Right. Um. I don't know. I just like it, literally his job is he spenders people. That's yeah. like all he does. It's like it, usually it's like great when they're playing like one. Uh, spider foe or it's i really like it in a brotherhood mm. where brotherhood can't control him super hard i mean like magneto will pull him in and try to murder him but like that means they're not murdering one of my characters i care about yeah. and he ignores the cover from uh refraction mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah go ahead some of this and i'm going to show some of my biases i just find him boring so i really don't want to put him on the table most of the time I think he's really boring. I just don't think that Bucky is more interesting. I I find more interesting play patterns with him, with the little teleport he has, and also just having a range 5 attack at a point value other than 20 feels really satisfying. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, like... So, uh, I think he's like I think he's worth testing. And just like I played him two games, and he never did anything interesting. Yeah, uh, he's kind of soft, and also wants to stand far away from the fight. And mm-hmm. it's like if Punisher was a rogue agent, I would have Punisher in this list immediately. Interesting. I think Punisher has kind of the same problems in that, like, because he doesn't get power off of his builder. Mm-hmm. He just well, gets one thing. So Punisher gets a consistent amount of power off of his belt up. So he yes. does not spike, but I think uh, aim shot spikes really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want, I want more range five in this list, honestly. Um, because I think this team I actually think works surprisingly well on D's, from what I found. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that we can get into that. Uh, that has a lot to do with like. So this team will often play like a refused flank on a wide scenario, mm-hmm. where it will just like it'll pretend like it's going to fight you evenly across, and then it just will hard push one side and hope to win that fight fast enough that it can uh, essentially like cause casualties on your side, take none on its side, and reestablish the fighting lines. On, yeah. like the vertical axis rather than the horizontal one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's specifically on these. I found you can influence three out of four points. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can do top, bottom, and one side, and you can have Thanos cover two of those, and you just need a home point guy. Um, yeah. and uh, go ahead. Be- because Thanos just has that much control on him, on top of being this battery for the rest of the team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like the list is essentially just a straight kill list, uh, and it has every tool in which to do it with. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and putting extra power on goblin lets you do really silly things like trick-or-treat is normally like an every other game type effect mm-hmm. and now it's like a twice a game effect yeah if not more and uh i think one of the really cute things about that is that thanos can force trick-or-treat to trigger yeah which i think is really cool with uh by pulling the mind gem in so yep. that's interesting so which gem aren't you playing in my list uh currently in my in my league roster i'm not playing reality okay um, interesting reality is the gem that comes in the least for me yeah it's i i had it in my original roster and i was only playing three and i wanted to try out soul gem for the extra power gen and i found that more useful considering i wanted the extract to stay on the floor than the reality gem mm-hmm. um that also freed up a spot for me to drop away hired muscle because I was having issue with the hired muscle play just because of the way people like to put the terrain meant I couldn't get it off. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know about the hired muscle play you can do with Thanos? Yeah, absolutely. I actually have funny you should mention that. I have a video on my YouTube channel all about uh, how to do all about Thanos hired muscle plays. Fantastic. Um and speaking of high methyl, I think the really, really cool thing about this list is how open the tactic cards are. Yeah, it's wide open. There's no, because uh, there's no uh, tactics card that's spider foes. For the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but so what tactics cards are you playing? Uh, currently, and again, this is going to be adjusted as soon as lists move go around because I found some weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Currently, I'm playing uh, Grievous Wounds, Med okay. Pack Brace, Lethal Protector, uh, Well Laid Plans. That's one, two, three, four, five. Uh, Mark for Death, uh, Climbing Gear, and what was the last one? And one last one that I will have to look up. Give me a second. Uh, it's over here. Uh, no matter the cost. Ah, yeah. No matter the cost. Um, so by contrast, I'm playing. Uh, so my restricteds are med packing and brace, mm-hmm. and then I'm playing blind obsession, climbing gear, follow me, lethal protector, uh, marks for death while they plants. Yeah, I am mixed on follow me. Oh, dude, follow me is, like, the second best card in this list. Well, so it causes a timing issue. Yeah. Uh, because chaining two activations together like you do on follow me or with Corvus Proxima uh, still is still all contiguously considered one turn. Correct. Which means you can only get one Death Decree off between those two characters. Because Death Decree, unless I am forgetting something, is a once put on. Yes, correct. Uh, so the trick to it is almost always, almost any time I play this card, one of the two characters is Thanos. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I just I was a little scared away from it because of the timing issue. Uh, but I think there are so many cards you can consider in this list that we haven't touched on. Um, like, I'm thinking of bringing back in, and this was one that I started out playing when I was 
originally testing this list in the Beta Splendor League, and I think there are enough wide strategies right now that it's useful. Power of the Cosmos. I don't know if I know what that card does. Uh, it is, it's a Thanos-specific card. Let me pull it up so I remember what it is. Uh, here, I've got it here. Uh, <laughs> so it's the Thanos attack card. Yeah. So it's area one, six dice, uh, spend four power to play the card. Uh, he gets to do the attack, add one uh, range for each gem to a maximum of five. Uh, an enemy character damaged by this attack is pushed short away. Mm -hmm. uh, why do you like this card? Because uh, uh, there are enough Guardians or Super White A-Force lists in my division that uh, having an AoE attack that pushes off the point is useful. Mm -hmm. And uh, specifically playing Soul Thanos, uh, you can always have four power when you need it. Interesting. Um, I think it's a meta choice, yeah, but I, I think I'm in the meta that it's useful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm just not a fan of the attack cards in general. I think that's very fair. I think the only one that's actually blatantly good is Cruelty. Yes, Cruelty is good. Uh, there's an argument for the the which the beam from uh, Strange. Oh, Cinnabon. Like scenario. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, I think Cruelty's the good one. I think all the other ones are pre are range from meh to actively bad. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, like I think you can get incredible power of the Cosmos ones if uh, if I could carry more tactics cards, I would think about it. But I'm always like cutting a tactics card that I want. Mm -hmm. And I have another one for you that didn't make my list or your list that I think is actually really, really good in it is uh, Smash. Yeah, I think we're playing enough size three that adding two dice to our attacks with Smash is very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like dice stacking in this list specifically uh, are greater yes. than like dice stacking in other factions. I think Smash is just actually generally an underrated card. I think mm -hmm. almost every MODOK player should have Smash in their roster. Like that card is really dumb on MODOK. Um, we don't need to make MODOK better. Don't give them ideas. Oh yeah, we do. Sorry. I'm I'm a bad guy. Um, <laughs> uh, so I also want to dig into, uh, so you play No Matter the Cost. I've yes. played a bunch of No Matter the Cost in this list. Mm -hmm. I do not think it's good. And so I'm going to lay out why I don't think it's good, and then you can sell me on it or counter my arguments. Yeah. So I think it is a card that is only played on Goblin, right? It is a Goblin exclusive card, right? And uh, it does, you know, like two to four damage to Goblin to get off an early incinerate. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that's worth it because I think part of the like. Uh, strength of this list is how long the characters stay on their healthy side because all of them are so hard to daze and i think playing no matter the cost often like uh can make you lose your leadership early and i don't think the attack is worth that uh thanos can't use the card at all like it just did like he has nothing to use it on and then uh Ak is like 
it's pretty eh since he's like about the strike now and venom likely isn't going to heal the three back from playing it so uh, i uh yes it's mostly used on goblin and i think um you are you end up using the uh spider foes ability a lot more than i do and i may just be underplaying it i will admit that i'm not good at this game i just find interesting stuff and go woo so i'm willing to admit that but it's um i find getting him off to his uh injured side quickly i i play this list trying to stabilize on the injured side rather than keep them healthy because i want to try and uh maximize that four dice boost rather than that two dice boost okay and that's how I play the list, and that that's probably just playstyle. The other thing is, I end up bringing, um, I end up using uh, it on Venom a surprising amount, not for the full three, but if I have if I have three power or four power going into a so many snacks, I will use it to get up to We Are Venom on a so many snacks attack. Because you don't have to, you don't have to pay the full cost. You can pay part of the cost. So I can go. I'm going to take a damage and then spend these two power to uh, we are venom during this attack. And I find that really useful for his survivability in some of these turns. Because if I, I think I can heal, I can net back positive by dealing him one. Um, and sometimes, especially if your death's decreeing that we are venom. You can net back a lot more than the one you dealt. So if you just took an attack, I think it can still be a really positive force. Um, can you play no matter the cost after so many snacks? Is that a thing you can do? I think so. I Did I play it wrong? Let's see. Uh, when it declares an attack, I don't know. I have no idea. What is yeah. so many snacks? So it says when you declare an attack action, and then so and then Venom says, "I don't know, I don't know. I might have misplayed that. I am not uh, an accuser." Okay, so essentially, I'm just not the biggest fan of no matter the cost. Like it has some cute synergies with Wolverine, which nobody should play, mm-hmm. uh, but. Uh, essentially, I just don't think that, uh, like three damage for three power is a tactics card I want to play, mm-hmm. especially in a list that, you know, like is full of tanky, beefy boys where like, that's part of our strength is that we're hard to hurt. Yeah. And so I'm just like giving them free damage mm-hmm. on me. And it's even less and the no matter the cost is even less flexible than that where it can only be spent on attacks which means that you know like i'm probably playing three characters on the board that means there's only two attacks i can play it on it's knight of the goblin or uh whatever my other spider foes ability is because thanos can't play it yeah um and i think playing something like smash or uh blind obsession which Mm -hmm essentially are damage increasing cards which is what you're using no matter the cost for you're trying to increase your output and yeah. i think just like both of those cards do that same thing better fair enough 
And oh my god, blind obsession is so silly in this list. Yeah. Yeah. Blind obsession. Blind obsession is a card that I I I am not good at playing, which is why I don't have it in my list. Okay. I uh, recognize its power, I'm just not good at it. Yeah, you you should get better at it. Well, it, like it's also the easiest way to play the card, right? Because you almost always have priority in the list because you're playing like three, maybe four models. Mm-hmm. Right, so you just play it in the activation phase, then you immediately activate that model. Uh, the best way to learn to get good at it is just only play it against injured characters. Right, like you get less benefit out of it, but if you kill the character that you blind obsess, so like goblins next to like Black Panther on his injured side, let's say, yeah, you open the turn with blind obsession. If you kill Black Panther, you suffer no downside for the card. It's just two free dice for three power. Yeah. Right. Um, and if you get him low enough, there's possibility that they may activate Black Panther so that they get an activation out of him instead of abusing you for blind obsessioning. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, I I just think the card's insane. And then uh, in my list, I combo it often with follow me. I will like blind obsession, barely fail to kill the guy. But because I had blind obsession on, my strikes were generating me a ton of power mm-hmm. and I spent my power in such a way that I had a backup follow me and I can follow me, get it off the guy and make sure that, you know, like goblin is safe or whatever. Yeah. That makes sense. And also with goblin, like if you just play it on goblin when he's healthy, right. Oh no. Mm-hmm. They, they dazed goblin. Now he's oh, no. the biggest machine in the world. <laughs> yeah. Now he's going to burn down the entire world and then I am his, uh, glider into it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just think that's really, really powerful. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just like, I think the list is, while probably not tier one, right, is yeah. like has pretty good game into a lot of the stuff going on. Yeah. In the middle right now. I call it tier 1.5. Okay. I I think it. It has a matchup into everything, but sometimes those matchups are 40-60 against yeah. it. Yeah, I think it's really... I don't think it really has like a bad matchup into players. It just has bad matchups into scenarios. Like The liver the extract is, the more trouble it's in. Mm-hmm. Which is why I really like well-laid plans in this list. Yeah, absolutely. If you have a live extract, you should be playing well-laid plans. Mm-hmm. Um. And I really don't like... I'm finding I like bees less and less. Yeah, B is the... Uh, is that Infinity Formula? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan. I cut Infinity Formula from my set. Yeah. Um, I um, currently haven't, but I'm considering it after some experiences. Um, I'm just not quite sure what I would throw in. I'm hoping that Inhumans come out in time where they bring their crisis to the next roster change. Yeah, alright. Um, so I think the only thing really left for us to talk about with Green Goblin is the leadership. Yeah. So the leadership has this problem in that it is mathematically insanely strong and anecdotally terrible. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times you are going to use this ability and it is going to feel awful, right? Mm -hmm. 
but you have to keep in mind that mathematically, this is better than pay one power, they roll one less defense die. It's better than that. Yeah. Significantly. Mm-hmm. And I think if that was the leadership, people would be like nuts bananas for it because it would always feel good. Yeah. Right. Um, and this is better than that mathematically. And then you get to choose to use it only when it's relevant. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. I, like, I think it's nuts. I think uh, often, I think the hardest part of using it is like, allowing yourself one power to be able to use it right so like mm-hmm. i don't know all of mcp teaches you to efficiently use your power down to zero as often as you can yeah um obviously there are some exceptions to that with like the counterattack characters and stuff but yeah um learning to like leave one power floating and use this especially on strikes where you can just like, if you change the die, you just get the power back, and it doesn't actually cost you anything. Yeah. can be really, really strong. Obviously, I'm not taking into account, like, the characters that, that defend on blanks, like yeah. Loki or Panther or any of the mm-hmm. uh, martial artist characters. Yeah. Uh, and but it's, it's really, really good. I, I have this issue where my dice are either amazingly hot and I'm overkilling them by four, or amazingly terrible and they're blocking three more than I've rolled. So his his ability does not come up a lot in my games. So, like, uh, and again, like, the problem with this list is that it relies on dice. So, like, yeah. and it usually relies on early dice. Like, if mm-hmm. your first attack with Thanos goes well, the rest of your attacks will start to go well because Thanos is loaded on power. Yeah. And can keep making attacks better and better. But if you somehow uh, on six dice roll one hit on a toad that is holding yeah. an extract, you lose. Yeah, it can be it can be really brutal. Yeah. Um the so but often you're actually using it when your dice have kind of not done terribly well. Like you're taking your Thanos six dice strike and you're punching someone with three death and they've blocked two and you've got You've got two hits. Like yeah. you're well below average, they're well above average, but mm-hmm. just sneaking in that one damage can be a big deal. Yeah. So anytime you can use it to sneak in one damage and it doesn't horrifically alter, like uh, failing to get that one damage and mm-hmm. losing that power will horrifically alter your plans. You should do it every time, anytime you can. Like the list is about how much damage you can uh, put out. And oftentimes, if you're questioning whether or not I should be putting damage on this character, it's almost always yes. Yeah. For sure. Um, so I have, I think we have talked about all but one ability on Green Goblin Sheet at this point. Okay. And it is the most niche ability. But oh, it has come up. Yes. The most individually niche ability I have ever encountered, but is very satisfying when it actually happens. So, uh, it kills Peter Parker pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> like, he dies real real quick yeah. when you shoot him with that ability. Yeah. Uh, like, re-rolling skulls and re-rolling all your dice is very, very good against Peter Parker. Especially uh, if you're boosting it. Yeah, actually, absolutely. So you can still boost this. Uh, this ability has some weird interactions. I covered some of them in my uh, 10 Strange in, 
uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol interactions video. Mm -hmm. But uh, the two are that if this ability triggers, you can't hit and run, right? You have yeah. to, it's just a, you just take a normal attack. You can pick which of the two attacks you want to do, but you're attacking it. Yep. Right. And it also ignores stagger, kind of. Kind so of. It, it makes you. So it just pretends like stagger's not there and it leaves stagger on you. Yeah. Because they have the exact same timing window. And in the rule book, any rule on a card will overrule a rule in the rule book. Uh, if you think that ruling's dumb, uh, you have to realize that there's a ton of rules in the game that just wouldn't work if that wasn't true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so um, he will stay staggered. He will be forced to attack Peter Parker, and then he'll have his other action left. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. It's niche. It's flavorful. Mm -hmm. uh, he kills the heck out of Peter Parker. Uh, rumor is there's another Peter Parker coming. And yep. if he sees more auto-faction play than current Peter Parker does, because current Peter Parker sees some niche play, like defenders play him sometimes, web warriors play him actually quite a bit. Yeah. It this team is very good at beating up on wet warriors, I have found. Yeah. Uh, it's very good at killing web warriors. The problem is when you're killing, when you're playing as the table, all the web warriors, you've solved web warriors' problem, which is we don't have any power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like yes. suddenly web warriors are like, I have more power than I know what to do with. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's um, a fun game at the very least. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I think people are sleeping on Green Goblin. I think he has a lot of really good spots. I know Criminal Syndicate is playing him mm -hmm. because he's just one of the hardest characters to daze and he punishes you if you actually do daze him. Yeah. Right. Which lets their, you know, like it lets their leadership be really, really powerful. Yeah. But I think you should give this a shot and I think you will be shocked at how strong, uh, this, uh, Thanos list is barring a couple like there's some tech you can do to like play around it but I think you'll be shocked at how strong it is so if people wanted to reach out to you about this list where would they find you uh, so you can find me so I'm in the uh, I'm in the different discords so you can just tag me I'm the Kirkov in all of them you can find me on Twitter at the Kirkov and uh, I have my YouTube fit my YouTube channel, Vincent Kirkov, talk about all kinds of MCP stuff on Wednesday. When does this go up? Does this go up? Uh, this, it will have already come out because uh, this will be next week's episode. Okay, so I have an episode up that's uh, playing the Spider-Foes roster into A-Force. Um, uh, because of the way like my lead times work, I am very new at playing the list at the time, but I think you can still see some of the power in the list. Uh, despite my uh, unskilledness with it. And yeah. then uh, you can also find me on Alfredo Size 3 Taco Truck at Marvel Crisis Protocol Podcast, available wherever podcasts are sold. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and if people wanted to reach out to me about this list or about anything at all, I am Lexa White on all of the MCP discords. I am Gigypt on all the non-MCP discords. If you want to see me talk about TV, which is very rapidly going to be a thing again because new TV is starting up again, uh, come check out ggypt.tumblr.com. 
And if you want to watch me play something completely different, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Sunday mornings, I am on twitch.tv slash games playing custom Arkham Horror the Card Game content and playtesting it with a couple friends. So thank you very much for listening and keep experimenting, people.